professionalizing the system holds you accountable to the result of what you expect. And there's no excuses. There's no negotiating with yourself. And the sooner you can get this done, the better off your business will be. The larger that you get, the less hats people can wear. Like the wider and more scaled you get, you have to have specific people that do specific roles and are responsible for specific things. We're gonna move into a world where it is a uh, more specialists that are world-class at doing the one thing, as opposed to early stage, everyone's a generalist, everyone knows everything in the business. You're in the right place if you're a gym owner, fitness pro, box owner that is looking to grow your gym, grow your business in ways that you, your team, your community, the people you serve, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. Today's episode is about professionalizing your business. We've got some ornery old uh, grizzled vets that uh, I should say maybe one one, one of them is, is especially ornery today. That's a fun word to 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 read and less less fun to say uh, about professionalizing your business. So the context here is that you are a, not necessarily, you don't have to be a complete rookie in your business, but this will probably be more useful for you if you are a complete rookie. But if you've been, uh, you know, you, you, there's always the questions, oh, you know, do you, do you have an, do you have insurance? God forbid, do you have a, like, we didn't even mention this, Mark, do you have a fucking LLC? So we've worked with folks that have been in business for ages that are basically just like running the business through. They don't even know that they file their taxes as a, uh, as even a sole prop. You know, they're just like taking the income or whatever. So we're going to talk about professionalizing your business. Things like insurance, agreements, bookkeeping, payroll, accounting. We're not going to get into the fun of showing up on time and the basics in terms of actually like operating your business. But Mark, kick us off, man. Let's talk about professionalizing your business. Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword, I think, in the fitness industry sometimes because so many trainers or gym owners I talk to is they want to be, when it comes to the training and service and experience, they're professional. Why, of course, I'm worth this. Of course, I want to pay this. I can't believe people don't want to, why wouldn't they want to pay me this? I, I'm worth it. I earn it. That They're usually on point with that part, but then when it comes to operating their business, I hear way too many excuses. And the excuses usually come with like, well, I'm not, I'm not a business guy, or I don't know this, or I don't have any business background. It's like, that is straight up just an excuse to not focus on your weak points. So if you're a trainer and you're coaching someone through things, obviously you would address their weak points when make those weak points stronger, which then makes the entire body better. Right. So but when it comes to our business, it's lacking. And quite frankly, GR, I'm a little sick of it when I talk to a lot of these people. Um, because you have to be, and maybe it's just me. I started off, I'm I don't like I don't want to say paranoid, but I call it like professionally paranoid to where it's like, how could I lose? Well, I could lose if something went wrong in the gym with a client and I wasn't prepared in a legal standpoint or an insurance standpoint. So when people ask, like, do I like, do I have an, you guys use agreements? What your contracts look like? It's like, yes, of course we have agreements. Like, do you use an attorney? Yes. I'm a business owner. You know, of course I have an attorney, right? Like, cause again, I, that would make me lose. Like, what do you guys use for insurance? Like talk to a local insurance person and figure it out. Especially if you have a team and payroll where that you're rolling, rolling through there, like your liability insurance, like I like, I'm a face-to-face -face person. I want to talk to somebody. I want them to understand my business especially in insurance. Like that's the long game. You have insurance guy, your same insurance guy could have them for decades. Right. Like, like I have for now. So, and it's a plus, but it was one of the best things I did when I was younger was 
build my build up my professional team first to build a solid foundation before we started to grow. So I think you, I think you mentioned a a very very powerful you've uh, I don't know if you 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 were the first person I heard the term pre mortem from, but it's definitely been uh, popularized in our circle with that idea of the pre mortem and. And wifey was talking to me about it. She said, man, I, you know, I heard this, this concept of the pre-mortem. Oh, like how would something fail? She said, no, the thought process is not, how is something going to fail? How are you going to lose? It's saying, no, we are sitting here in a year and your business has shut down. Your business has failed. What killed it? And what, what, what are the things that could kill it? Well, a fucking client suing you and you didn't have the proper, proper legal structure in place. You didn't have uh, proper insurance set up or you were trying to pay somebody and undercut the IRS and you're in California and you got a you know hundred thousand dollar fine for 1099ing someone that you shouldn't have and now you're you know your business is shut down. So uh so much of this stuff and I think Mark correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like one of the reasons that you're so frustrated when you hear a gym owner complaining about these issues is that they're not that hard to fix. And I feel like they they can be a lot less expensive to fix and a lot less scary and hairy for those of us that are like, you know, failed athletes that got into training because we thought we liked working out and wanted to help people. It's a lot less scary than maybe uh, it can look or feel like mm-hmm. from the outside. Yeah. 100%. And you know what, you know, GR, you got to get comfortable getting, being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, why? And I think I say that because I guarantee you that everyone got all butt puckery when you talked about a client suing you, right? I guarantee you that sparks some emotion internally and it's uncomfortable to think about. Exactly. That's why you have to get comfortable thinking about these scenarios if you want to be successful, if you definitely, if you want to grow and scale, but it's, it's, a, it's inevitable if you're going to be in business. So let's address it head on, right? Um, and you brought up another example too about like, we talk about it you know, getting legal help with an attorney or having an insurance guy, but then, yeah, you start having employees and you're not buttoned up because you don't want to pay a payroll, a professional payroll company or pay a bookkeeper or have, you know, then you talk about taxes because you don't want to pay a better accountant to do it. Like that's the, that's the, 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 the five headed monster right there, basically about attorney, insurance, bookkeeper, payroll, accounting, right? Address all those needs and you'd be good to go. And like you said, like, it's not that big of a deal. I should say it's not that big of a deal from an investment standpoint if you do the right work. But this is the stuff that's like, I can't really put a cost on this because if it gives you peace of mind and give makes your business bulletproof and allows you to just sleep better at night, then um, I'm not sure what, you can, what the cost you can put on that. But realistically, like, I think you can get some of this stuff covered for, I think you can get all that covered for almost a thousand bucks or less a month, depending on what your structure is. Um, obviously the size of your business, but, um, that's not a big number when you, when you just have all the stuff we just talked about and how much it, how much it can provide value to your business, to your operation, um, and so on and so forth with that. And so let's see, where do we, where do we take this conversation next? Right. Cause I, 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 I could jump in here. Um, I think it's just one of those things where people act like it's, it, obviously it's a huge thing, major thing. But they almost make it bigger than what it is and so outreach, like unreachable that they just keep putting it off and off and off. And it's like this some magical thing that is going to eventually be like, oh, I guess I got to this point and, you know, now I need this. And they've waited too long because they've just they've never taken action on it. It's become such a big goal and big thing that they've ne- they'll never take action on it. 
um, where realistically, like, as you put some of those things in place, um, it just is something that you'll get to a point in your business. Like, for instance, um, employee health insurance. The reason why I, I got employee health insurance is because one of my key team players was turning 26. And it was either like, I'm either going to get a policy, a group policy in place, or I'm going to lose this guy because he needs health insurance. And it's one of those things like as, as simple as like, is my business an LLC? And is it like a legal business? Like eventually you're going to get to a point, maybe you start training people in your garage, or maybe it's a small side gig. And then you're going to eventually get to a point where you're like, Hey, I, I need this to be a bona fide thing. I need to get this plan in place so that I'm, I'm legally operating. Um, and it's one of those things. I remember when I was coming up in 22, 23 years old, and there were some business coaches that would sell like their standard operating procedures, like their manual. And I'd be like, I'd have to have this. <laughs> and I would like just create in my mind, as soon as I get this document, I'm going to be good because now I can use this in my business. And like, you know, Mark was talking, he'll get questions of like, Hey, what, who's your accountant? You know, who's your insurance yeah. people? Who are you using? And I feel like people think that they're going to get some magical answer. That's just going to open all the possibilities of now I can be on the fast track to have a super successful business. <laughs> but like, realistically, if Mark, if I ask Mark that question, he's going to be like, go talk to here, do what I do. Go talk to two to three local people and pick the best option for you. Just like back in the day with all those standard operating procedures, like I probably still have them on my Google drive and I don't think I've ever opened them, you know, but I, I bought them, I have them and I felt really good about it. And it's the same thing. Like, how do I close up the gym? Well, I, I could buy that person ask that successful gym down the street, what they do. Or I could be like, Hey, you know what, as we close the gym, I'm going to have to turn off the lights. I'm going to turn off the music. I'm going to have to clean up. And, you know, I can just take the actual time to write it down. Just like Mark would tell me, take the actual time to go talk to two to three local insurance places and then get your answer that way. There's no magical answer. Like that's what There's, I think. Yeah, no, a, that's a great sense. point too. And then to make <laughs> one more point as well. Like this isn't something that you like when I reach this certain stage, then I'll do it. For me, I believe like you set yourself up like you want to be a successful business, make a million bucks, multi-million bucks, like act like it now, like set the foundation for it now. Um, you'll be take it, it'll then it's just a matter about grow the business, right? I know I'm good. I got my box these boxes checked. I'm definitely taken more seriously when I talk to other professionals, but also it's like you're not a, you're not faking it anymore. You have it set up. Your business structure is good to go. You got all the boxes checked on the back end. Now it's like go grow the business, and it, that's that's what I'm. That's one of the best things I ever did was set myself up, set myself up for success before I actually achieved it. Because at the time, I'm all for trimming expenses and not overspending and not and telling my money where to go to to work for us. But this this wasn't an expense. These are investment. This was an investment in the future, but also in the best of my peace of mind, so I could go to sleep at night. Um, knowing that if, if stuff hit the with inevitably will go wrong at least I, I knew who to call i never wanted to have my hands tied and yeah. that's another good piece of advice because how can i go grow my business be a good leader be a good salesperson be a good coach if i'm nervous and i'm worried about these things so I, you have to check these boxes you have to um set yourself up for success before you think you're actually there you're saying don't wait until you have 
fifty to sixty thousand dollars of sales tax debt that you've collected from your state and not ever submitted, and then uh, you literally get a letter from the state saying like, "Hey, you're gonna go to fucking jail." And yep. uh, yeah, yeah, maybe don't do that. Yeah, I've heard a couple of stories. Thankfully, not a personal story, but I've heard a couple of stories about that where, uh, yeah, you keep on putting off filing your tax returns. At some point, <laughs> they're going to show up. Well, eventually, guys, money. too, you get to the point where you have these people in your pockets. Like, I got a notice and it's like, here, I scan, here, I'm sending it over. Deal with this. Let me know. Let me know what this is. So you don't even have to give it the attention yet because you pay other people to give it that attention first. And then they tell you what you need to do and what the action needs to take. And then you start to insulate yourself, especially as you grow, you start to add these key pieces. It's that's how these, that's how these companies can operate. These bigger companies can operate. So if you don't want to focus like that, then, then what are we really doing? But here's another thing too. Connor brought up staffing. Like we, and I, we've dealt with this with gym owners too. They want what's best for them. They want to offer them a great place to work. They're great relationship. But at the end of the truth of the matter is, you haven't professionalized your business. So why on earth would somebody want to hitch their wagon to that? Especially if they're getting a little older, especially if they have a family more to more at risk. Like you have to be legitimate for anybody want to do something long-term with you. So this stuff, start this stuff now. It will only help you in the long run in the hiring, hiring process, recruiting process, uh, employee retention process. Just like Connor was saying, like, He's when you're legitimate, then you can start to add these things and your business is successful and starts to grow a little bit. That's a great thing to be able to add an employee benefit program, start doing retirement, start doing all the other stuff that we've done too. And like, um, but that has to start like somewhere and that needs it's better to start that earlier than, than waiting until you, you lose three or four good staff members um, because you didn't so, want to get your ducks in a row. So let's transition a little bit more tactically, right? So I am a... I want to start training people, whether I'm subleasing space or I'm, I'm training people out of my garage. What is the, where would you start? So what is your first priority? Cause I'm going to like, guess what? We don't, you don't need a payroll company immediately if you're not doing any fucking payroll. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, and there's going to be a progression of this. So where would you start? Uh, I'm going to start training people. What's your first step? Go, go ahead, Connor. I, I, I would uh, first file an LLC. And I would probably have done that before I started training people. Like maybe be clear, I'm this is not financial or legal advice. None yeah. of us are legal <laughs> professionals. None of us are financial professionals. We're barely licensed to drive. And even that's at risk most in most days. So, all right. So you would start right. with an LLC. Yeah. So, you, I mean, again, just thinking about most, um, most stories, like you, you yeah. generally start training friends, family, right? Like there's probably, again, we're not legal people. Um, there's probably not a whole lot of liability when you're training your mom and her friend or something like that. Um, so you could probably get away with training some friends and family without some sort of LLC and legal entity that would cover your ass in case of liability. But as it be grows and becomes a little bit more widespread than training friends and family, LLC would be the first thing that you should do so that it covers your ass, your personal liability and exposure and puts it into an entity. Um, at that point, as you continue to grow, the second thing, I would probably get a bookkeeper. Okay, so let me, boom, push pause. Where pause. are we, uh, where are you getting your LLC? How do I file an LLC, Connor? Uh, you could easily do that within your state's website. Uh, you could do that. Uh, LegalZoom is easy to work with. Um, I don't think you need a full blown 
um, attorney at this point, you could pretty easily uh, self-file. Um, again, as you continue to grow a little bit, then you can start going down the uh, path of getting a, a legitimate attorney to help you with this stuff. But you could self-file yeah. an LLC. For, for the record, that's what I've done, I think, on pretty much any of our LLCs is like, just do it through LegalZoom. Their fees are pretty reasonable. Like you can save a little bit of money at times, but um, realistically, like, and, and for the most part, for listeners that aren't sure, because there are different types of, I guess, ways to incorporate your business, right? And ways to end up filing your taxes. For the most part, like, I don't know if I've talked to a gym owner in the past however many years that's not been an LLC. Now, those LLCs might be multi-member LLCs. If you've got business partners, they might be uh, LLCs that are filing, uh, uh, you know, almost as a sole prop. There may be uh, LLCs that are filing as an S-corp as you get more profitable, all those different fun things, which you'll end up figuring out later. But just filing as an LLC um, to try to protect yourself from a little bit of liability is super simple, Legal Zoom's easy. Hashtag not sponsored by Legal Zoom. You could do it on your state, like Connor said, or do it do no it for your state. No free like shout outs, Jar. No free shout outs. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. No free um, shout outs. The the other side, just on the attorney um piece, there are I've I actually had success at one point um with uh I forget the name of the company to be honest, but you can find these services that are deeply inexpensive. Um, because most of you are not going to need a full-blown attorney. Like you don't need an attorney on retainer all the time for the average trainer that's starting off. And I think LegalZoom, uh, for 40, I think it might be 50 bucks a month. Maybe it's a hundred bucks a month, whatever it is. will give you, uh, consultations with lawyers when you need them. They'll do some document review. Like it's pretty good for the rookie business owner that doesn't know, isn't isn't comfortable with all this business stuff. I think there are other services that probably do a similar thing. Um, Legal Shield, I think, was maybe one of them uh, at one point. But that can be like you get your LLC, you get your training agreement in place, right? So your liability waivers. Now that pro tip for that, guys, is go to Chat GPT, have Chat GPT write you up a liability and say, "I'm a trainer." Da 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 da. Write me a. a, a liability waiver um, for my training gym. And then you have an actual real lawyer review the document. This is important. Have them actually review the document. And then it's it tends to be cheaper if you uh if you bring them something to review versus giving them something to synthesize. Because if they just have something to review, there's sort of less work to do on their part and it can be a little a little easier. But um so we've got agreements. Uh well we've got we've got your forming your your LLC. You've got agreements in theory i wonder if i want to fight with you because for me my my butt puckery starts at insurance first like after forming the llc i want to be insured i go insurance then i go insurance for sure whether that's i always had a brick and mortar when i was my was carrying insurance i was brick and mortar so can i went through local local people and still with them to this day people i went to school school with that's i'm saying like everybody has a of an attorney buddy or an insurance buddy or family friend that's willing to help you guys out with this so it's like kind of help center that would give you tons of free advice on this tons of even some free legal stuff and all that but then it's just a matter of like go to your local insurance guy tell me your situation business size anticipated revenue all that kind of stuff and they'll help you out and there's lots of sole proprietor insurance things you can cover online all that stuff too but if you're brick and mortar business, it's better to tie that insurance up with your brick and mortar. But then also though, year after year, they can 
rate check you. They can update. It's an easy update. And that relationship really matters in the long run. There you go. So <laughs> on the insurance front, to try to tie it back together. Got but Mark, everyone just wants you to get good internet. Elon's got Starlink. Do Starlink or some shit. Uh, it's probably worse than rural Misha fuck again or whatever it is. Um, so everyone, like, talk to somebody local. I think you could also, like, a lot of you guys are going to be kicking off your business and whatnot. Like, you can go on various Facebook groups and and ask who other folks are using for their um, for their insurance and maybe find an online vendor. Like, we, we used a couple of different online vendors back in the day that were sort of more personal trainer specific. I know there was a CrossFit uh, like a, an insurance agency agency that sort of specialized in CrossFit gyms back in the day. Like I would talk to your local guy, talk to some of the remote vendors, see where you feel like you're going to get the best experience and, and then make the move and insure your business. Because the last thing you want to do is get sued by angry Sally and it's a million dollar case and you don't got a million dollars, right? That's a good way to sort of bankrupt yourself and having, when you have insurance, the insurance company given that you're operating under the terms that your insurance company has agreed to with you, your insurance company, it becomes your insurance company's problem that Sally's suing you for a million bucks, not your problem, which is really nice to not have, you know, that million dollar problem and make it your insurance company's deal. Um, so we get insured. We've got our legal entity in place. Next thing I'm with Connor bookkeeping, right? Bookkeeping and accounting, I think for, for most folks would be the next move. Uh, what, what, like, is it the same move? Are we really just having the same conversation here is talk to a couple of folks that are local, maybe talk to one of the online vendors that specialize in it and see where you feel like you're going to get the best, the best service. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I started with someone I knew, um, it worked great for a couple of years. And then she told me, I humble brag here, got a little bit too big for, uh, her services and nice. she, uh, referred me to someone else and then just worked our way up that way. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Similar, similar situation as well. Backtracking one more thing though. If we're going to get into insurance and brick and mortar stuff, going back to the legal structure, when you start signing leases, that's when you pay to have a, an attorney review that lease and, and yeah. or negotiate on your behalf. Um, worth every penny, point. worth every penny very for point. sure. But yeah, very, going very on the book, I did the sim very similar to Connor with the bookkeeping route. Then you full-fledged bookkeeper is different than a, a full-fledged accountant. Mm -hmm. So I like to make that distinction, right? Bookkeeping is definitely what you need first. But then maybe if your first year, two, three, you just bookkeeper coordinates with a full-fledged CPA accountant who will file your taxes for you on your personal and more business behalf. And it's worth every penny for the filing as well. And especially if your bookkeeper is organized, it is not as much as you think just to have someone file that those taxes for you. Um, so again, the bookkeeper investment is will save you on the back end as well with your taxes because you do not want to pay a CPA hourly rate to basically do low-level bookkeeping if they even do that. For sure. Um, for sure. So you can avoid that. And if that helps you justify the bookkeeper expense month after month, you know, there's so many tools and resources with it. But again, it's like, oh, I can do it easily myself. It's like we all did it ourselves initially, but then you kind of hang on to it one a step too long. You don't need to be doing it. Um, I do think there's value in knowing how it operates, of course, and knowing, forcing you to get to nitty gritty with your numbers and know the systems. Um, but eventually you get to reach a certain point where that's something that needs to be done and somebody could do it a lot faster and cheaper than you can.
Yeah, I think it's that's probably a good distinction. Like when I when I started, I found and, so, and this is so a lot of you guys that are just kicking things off initially. Personally, I think what was a very good experience for me, and given like I started the first gym, we didn't know anybody, right? So we're from like Texas, moved up to Minnesota, where we knew absolutely zero humans. And one of the mechanisms for marketing was going to these different, you know, local networking groups. And guess what? You might meet an accountant. That you really that vibes that you vibe with that seems sharp, what have you. So have a conversation with that accountant. Have a conversation with another accountant across town. Have a conversation with your with with someone, one of these like specialized vendors for the industry that you're in. And then uh, like what I did was, you know, I learned QuickBooks. Like I had the accountant tell me what to do on the bookkeeping side. And then for years, I sort of did it on my own. Um, I do think. You say, oh, I don't have the money to hire a bookkeeper. You better at least have some fucking software that makes the bookkeeping easier for you so that someone is doing the books. Like you have <laughs> you have books for your business. It's not just a freaking credit card statement and you're sending the accountant a bunch of receipts to sort through at the end of the year because then your accounting bill for filing your taxes is going to be through the fucking roof, right? Uh, now, bookkeeping is, a, is inexpensive enough now that personally I'd probably just pay someone to do it, but it's like, Pay for QuickBooks, pay for phone for one of these accounting softwares, whatever your accountant tells you to do. It's going to be nicer for the accountant and for you if you use the software that your accountant likes and plays nice with. And uh, and and again, now you've got your, I guess your financial basis covered. Where, you know, you're going to be able to write things off. Like you're going to be able to have financial records. You're going to know what your P and L is. Like you are doing the very like bare minimum basics to professionalize your business. Uh, and then I guess finally. Yeah, GR. I hate to jump in. Do trainers and gym owners like they think accountability matters, right? They tell their clients accountability matters. I think right? so, Mark. Yeah, I think so. They when you involve someone like a bookkeeper or have a bookkeeping system, that they are now holding you accountable. If it's just yourself, oh, I got tied up or I'm behind a month or two. Like, no, bookkeeper, end of the month, this gets done no matter what, and it's checked off. Nothing is lingering, everything's accounted for. Yes, they'll reconcile your credit card to your bank statements to your all the all the income that you have collected as well. Here's the thing: like maybe you missed a payment or two, maybe someone a client something happened and they're not paying you, and all of a sudden you got behind, so now you're not tracking that down. Like this, having this system, professionalizing this system, holds you accountable to the result of what you expect. Um, and there's no excuses. There's no negotiating with yourself. And the sooner you can get this done, the better off your business will be. It's another good point. Another good point. On the accounting thing, have you guys done best with local folks? Typically, yeah. Personally. I, I started local and then um, just more recently uh, gave uh, or priced out a couple other options that were not local. And now, went that route. was it was it an industry specific one of those providers, or was it like somebody that you got connected with and referred to? Someone I was connected and referred to, mostly not necessarily for the gym industry. It was for some of the real estate stuff that we we're doing. Yeah, I I don't want to name drop awful experiences, but I wouldn't go with the folks that wrote the book on profit first for micro gyms. Uh, <laughs> That has been an absolutely god-awful experience. My best accounting experiences have been with folks that I met locally. And I think there's something to that. I think some of these companies get too big to be able to actually manage 
you know, their clients well and things like that. And so have someone local, have some like have someone that you've been referred to, I think is maybe a, a better move than some of these. Yeah. It's a relationship business. Your accountant knows yeah. everything about you really yeah. like they need, but then they, it's in their best interest to maintain the relationship. That's how they're going to stay in business. So they yeah. want to stay up to date with your business. They want to know like, What's your spouse doing? What other income streams do you have? What's your what's the vision? What's the dream? Are you going to be earning more? Like, what's the goal? Like, how can I then help on this tax strategy to help your life? Because I'm not just going to, it's not just another file for me to plug in and get done. This is something I'm invested in because I'm in the relationship business because I'm local. Like, that's in their best interest to do a great job. Yeah, I don't want my I don't want my accountant to be a better marketer than they are an accountant. Yeah, I want them to be all 100% referral based and they want them to be in business for 20 years and they're full. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so that leaves the final one in this case and I think it, we actually Mark you hit on another one the, with the the you know like the actual brick and mortar negotiation stuff. Maybe we hit that in another episode. But that's the payroll side. Right? So when you start doing payroll, am I hearing you guys right? Like the recommendation is pay for a fucking payroll service. I'll manage that for you. Payroll service or the software, but have somebody like we pay for the software, but I have somebody on my team that's more of a payroll expert or that's their job. Like if there's an issue, they're on the phones, they're handling it. If there's an issue with the staff, they they'll handle that and they'll communicate that if needed. They're they get their payroll documents, they make sure everything's up to par, like 100 percent you know. And again, initially that was me as the owner, like, but eventually as you grow, you get people to cover that for you. Um but that's also why the bookkeeper will help track those expenses, track payroll, track those deductions out of your account, all that kind of stuff, and keep you nice and organized. I can't can't reference that enough. Um, but one hundred percent, get get a professional software and or pay for a local payroll company. We've done it. We've done it all um, over the years. So, yeah, I think it's similar to the accountant thing. Where we're like, there's no way that you as a business owner are going to keep up with the tax code you know, and how this or that gets, you know, updated and, and, you know, so these, these payroll softwares make it really, really fucking convenient to make sure that everything's on the up and up. And, uh, you just gotta, you gotta pay for them. They're a lot less expensive as you think. And if you, if you can't afford the payroll software, then you can't afford to hire the person <laughs> that you need the payroll software for. So don't hire him yet. Uh, yeah. Maybe work with some business coaches that can help you grow the business. So you have the money to fucking hire somebody first. And that's the um, thing too. Then with the payroll company, they're going to remind you, by the way, you need to pay this tax or this tax is yeah. coming or yeah. this is being deducted every month or every week or whatever, whatever have you. And again, working with the bookkeeper and the payroll provider, like you don't just get caught in the weeds of, cause we do our, we, Oh, I got, I'm on my revenue. I got my income coming in. Oh, I look at my credit card. I manage my expenses. I'm dialed in. It's like, well, what about your cash savings? Because this tax bill is coming because you're doing better. This is, this is, this is looming over your head. Are you prepared for that? And that's what a, a professional team will help identify for you. And then gently remind you um, and be able to handle that when the time comes. So we don't emotionally freak out and spend energy on that. We can spend energy growing our business, being a better leader and making business a little more functional, right? It's hard enough as it is day to day. We don't need to have this stuff looming over our head and eating away at our energy. I get I feel like that's a wrap on this one. We got the what you call it, the five uh 
five-headed monster. <laughs> I don't know. It's the professional team lineup that we'll call it that. My professional you team go. lineup. You're you starting know. five. Starting five. Yeah, you're there starting you five. What well, here's good. here's another thing too. It's actually more than five. As, as you start to grow, this is how I this is how I view it. Like, and then you add. I add in my digital marketing team for this. So shout out to member machine. Like oh, that's the same type nice. of thing. It's the same thing where it's like these are the people that handle this in this department. They're not going anywhere. It's relationship based. They're staying up to date on it. They're the professional. I pay them for this result. It's worth it 10 times over. There you go. Right. And then you can get a little bit more higher level where you have C kind of like a CFO, right? Well, it's in your business mm -hmm. or not, but like we don't, our business aren't big enough to have full-time CFOs technically, but maybe a personal CFO to help be the coordinator glue between, you know, an accountant or your books or help, help you plan, whatever that is or you have some real estate stuff you want to sift through and it's a different avenue or other income streams, like that person with an experience, like you expand your professional team as your business matures, um, as your career matures. What else, Anything other things you guys would add to that professional team? Obviously, then your attorney, your legal help is probably becoming more of a staple. You got someone on call if you need to, especially if you have more, uh, um, if you have higher, uh, if you have more employees, um, I'd also then add in not just my local liability insurance provider. Now I go into more insure like employee health benefits or employee benefits. We yeah, have a connection with that as well. I think we need to save this. I think we need to put it in the put it back in the chamber and then basically because like we we just hit on on essentially the the five they like you're starting five for beginning to professionalize yeah. your business and then you have a all right Advanced. you've gotten to a certain level and then. What's like that next tier, the next level of your professional team that you're going to end up needing if you really want to take things from, all right, I'm 10K a month and I'm self-employed to, oh, I'm 100K a month and I've got like an operation. So yeah. you you just paralyzed everyone again, Mark. So thanks a lot. <laughs> just paralysis analysis now, because now they're like, wait, now I need a separate insurance yeah. person. Sounds like CFO. Wait, what? You're right in my web. Don't go anywhere because he, you, I got to listen to that guy talk more and explain this. And with I, that, see you next week. Wait, I, I will say, could I oh, end? Oh, so, oh, yeah, end, yeah, end yeah. Do it, thing? do it, do it, do it. I, I think I, the I, larger that you get, and I think you guys can all agree with me here, the less hats that people can wear. Oh, Meaning yeah. Like the, the wider and, and more scaled you get, you have to have specific people that do specific roles and are responsible for specific things. You can no longer have generalists. You can no longer have certain employees or certain parts of your business that wear multiple hats and are responsible for a lot more things. The bigger you get, the more detailed you have to be, the more focused they have to be in specific things. Amen. It's, yeah, it's the football team analogy. As you, as you, as you progress through the ranks, Right. Like in high school, you're the kicker and you're the quarterback and you're the fucking defensive end. And you also did you just, like, did you just describe yourself? No, I, I was not a you're, kicker. I, I wasn't trying to be that guy, but I was kicker, you know, punter, running back and linebacker, NBD, but KBD. Kicker, kicker, pun, kicker, punter, linebacker, quarterback. I punted, I punted for two games and uh, I didn't punt. <laughs> I got the snap. I was like, ah, fuck. I'm just going to run. One was better. Our long snapper got hurt, and so I, I went long snap, and the backup punter came in. Yeah, I was just I was just QB and uh, safety, and then I guess I I punted 
a little bit. But anyway, as you progress through the ranks, guess what? This isn't just a glory days thing, right? How many people play both ways in the NFL right now? Literally fucking zero, right? <clears throat> so as you progress through the ranks, you're going to end up with a team of specialists. You're not going to have a trainer that's the trainer and the bookkeeper and the follow-up person and the salesperson and the digital marketer. You're going to have a digital marketing team. You're going to have a trainer that just fucking trains. You're going to have salespeople that just fucking sell, right? You're going to move into a world where it is uh, more specialists that are world-class at doing the one thing as opposed to early stage. Everyone's a generalist. Everyone knows everything in the business. And uh, there you go. So fun closing note. Appreciate you guys humoring us for the glory days and we will see you in the next episode.